Welcome to the Manufacturing Employer Podcast, where we talk workplace culture and all things related to the strategies that drive exceptional environments for employees. You'll hear conversations with those in the manufacturing space tasked with making their workplace better. Employee engagement, benefits, onboarding, hiring, we'll be discussing the working experience from top to bottom. Let's get into the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Manufacturing Employer. I'm your host, John Franco, co-founder of Gorilla76. We are the industrial marketing agency. We help manufacturers grow through revenue-focused marketing programs. On today's show, I'm excited to welcome Brittany Dwyer, entrepreneur, technical product manager, digital marketer, event planner, MBA, PMP, and most importantly, and the reason she's here today, founder of Disco the digital platform and on-demand event concierge connecting consumers, and in this case, companies, with curated group experiences and events with their favorite local businesses. Her mission is to automate group events through vertically integrated software and to deliver exceptional experiences for employers to give to their employees. Brittany, you ready to do this? Yeah, let's do it. Thanks, John. All right. Yeah, yeah. It's great to have you. So, there's a, another little bit of your bio that I kind of wanted to, it's more about disco, but I, I want to make sure I cover it because it's going to lead into the first question. But it, it it states, disco is a combination of all things Brittany is passionate about, connecting people through engaging experiences, supporting local businesses, and leading high-performing product teams. There's never been a more important time than now to build meaningful relationships. She recognized the challenge that everyone faces when planning a group outing. Where do we go? How much does it cost? When can we do it? And for businesses offering group events, it's just as painful. Brittany, that statement, I can relate to it so much just running my marketing agency. And I'm sure there's plenty of people in that are listening that are maybe in the HR suite at a manufacturing company that can relate to this. Talk about, just kind of talk about the impetus of building this company and kind of how the idea came about and kind of your journey so far. Yeah, thanks. And and it's true. It really is kind of the of all the things that I've done and love. And it really started back whenever I was actually working in restaurants. I worked in restaurants and hospitality for about four years, even more than that, if you count, you know, my high school and college days. And I've always loved delivering that great experience, building relationships and, you know, making those meaningful connections when people came in. But obviously, you know, my journey kind of took a little bit of a different path. I continued to be the person that people were reaching out to saying, where do I go? Hey, I've got, you know, friends in town and you do a birthday party. And that's then a nice way of saying that Brittany, Brittany is the cool friend. That's the nice way of saying that, but keep going, keep going. You know, I didn't want to say it, but when I was working at these companies, I would be the employee that was like, Hey, let's go even bowling. Let's do a team lunch. And I was kind of the one that would corral these people. And so in doing so, I was, I was looking for a place to go like disco and didn't see it and didn't have it. And so I was kind of doing it on the fly and I love planning. And so it was, it was a combination of my actual experience and then seeing the need of other people. And that, and that gave me the energy and the motivation to start disco. And I talked to the businesses, you know, I mentioned their pain as well. I talked to them and, and they wear a ton of hats and they really didn't have a way to talk about or promote the fact that they were a good place for groups to come. Um, and so it was a combination of these things that really led me to do it. And I knew there was a need and I'm, you know, I like to be a problem solver and I just get excited about this stuff. So I cool. left my full-time job and here we are. 
That's so cool. As someone who has has made the leap myself, I, I totally respect it. And I know how much fun it is. I also know how scary it is. And it's just a roller coaster. But I also I've been I've I've finished both seasons of the bear now. So I'm I'm kind of an expert on restaurants and and fine dining experiences now. So Yes, what a good show. I feel like I get a little anxiety watching that because I just you know, I realize it, but it's so good and it's so spot on. Yeah, and I I, I think like that idea of just delivering an experience and and I promise for the HR people, we're going to get more to, to kind of those topics here in a second, but there's the episode, the forks episode in season two of the bear when cousin goes in and works at that, the super high end restaurant and, and seeing like behind the curtain, like how the, like how those high end restaurants approach experience for their customers was so cool for me. Like there's someone on staff doing social media research so that they can like make sure they have all the dietary needs and all the all the wants, I guess, of their 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 the people who are booked for that that night's dinner, making sure they cater to that. I, I just I loved it. I thought it was thought it was so interesting. I mean, I think that there's a lot of takeaways from that show though that can apply to different industries. I mean, if you look at that attention to detail and the hard work and sweat and building relationships with people that come in and not treating it as transactional, I think that you can apply that to a lot of different things and and how am I making this unique and special for my customers, my employees and making them feel like I've really put in that work to understand their needs. So I I think that show is applicable really to other industries. That's a great point. And and I think, you know, as someone who and I, I I'm very lucky that I've been able to pass this this torch now. And God knows our employees are lucky that I have passed passed the torch because <laughs> I used to be the person trying to plan things. Now we have Elise who who you have met, um Elise Gutman. She she's doing it. She's doing a, a much better job than I was ever even possibly coming close to doing. But I I know the pain. Like it's one of those things where you're like, you know, your to-do list is long for the day. And you know that you're like, okay, we have next Friday, we want to do something. Well, probably further out than that. A month from from next Friday, we want to have a an experience for our employees. We want to do something fun. But you have a to-do list of a million other things. I think that's why so often we end up with the Hawaiian shirt Friday type of approach. <laughs> and and hey, that can be a good time too. Yeah, exactly. That can be a good time too. But I guess this need is so real. Thinking about the the, the people who we're talking to, manufacturing companies, what what could an event look like at, at one of these companies? I'm not asking you to give ideas away for free or anything like that, but like for the person who who maybe always defaults to, okay, we're just going to do a Hawaiian shirt Friday. What could an event look like? So, I mean, there's a couple different directions if you're talking about, you know, in person or virtual employees. But yeah, I it think would be kind of in, start, person, in person. In person. In sure. person. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I think as a baseline, it's starting with, you know, thinking about the people that you're working with and realizing that, you know, it's not just about that relationship they're building with the company, but they're building with each other. So it's putting them in a situation where they can have conversations, where they can connect over something. So when we talk about experiences, it's not the traditional like, hey, let's write post-its about what qualities about you are great because ultimately that ties back to the relationship with the company, in my opinion. It's things like doing a lunch outing where you end up learning about like natural Italian wines. Like this literally happened last week. We had a group come in 
And we set up kind of an extra special lunch. It was family style with these community tables where people were encouraged to kind of mix and match and sit with each other. So maybe you're doing that to welcome a new employee, picking those occasions that are kind of high touch points that maybe you could redo those frequently. So people kind of know what to expect, but also kind of you're surprising and delighting along the way. So I think maybe first just mapping out what are the touch points with our employees along the way where we're maybe falling a little behind, or it kind of seems like we're not doing a good job of integrating them into the team and deciding, you know, that that's a good starting point. So yeah, new hire welcome lunches, um, maybe celebrating a big win for the team and kind of doing something a little unexpected. You bring breakfast in, a breakfast pop-up. You could even do that in the office, a latte bar. So we do encourage in office, you know, a little bit, something extra special. We just added a comedian magician. Oh my God, that would be awesome. Yeah, he'll just show up over lunch. It's like, hey guys, pause, we got someone coming in and he really engages you. And and again, I've just seen it in action where these people that typically don't talk to each other for an entire day, like you'd be surprised these people in the office that they're in their in their cubes and they are not interacting with someone from a different team for maybe months. And then you do something like this and they're, it's like, oh my gosh, I've never seen John in that element. Like he was laughing. He was, you know, I'm used to him being on the call as kind of the, you know, the one that's like, hey, let's stick to our plan. So I love it. And I'm just thinking like, in a, you know, in, in every manufacturing facility is different. One thing that many of them have in common, or at least the jobs, the ones that are done well, keep really clean shops. But, but these are environments that have the potential to be kind of dark, dirty, dangerous. You know, there's a lot of loud noises. But I, I'm just thinking like, it'd be so interesting to have during lunch one day, like, you know, all the machines maybe quiet down a bit and all of a sudden you have a, a chance, like, I don't know, the the violinist, some violinists come in and play music at lunch, like just something totally different to just create, I guess, just a totally different experience. But what what you said earlier that, that I think is so interesting and not surprising, actually, like the more and more, you know, I explore the topic, trying to attract great employees and and, and doing those things. It's just like, it's just like trying to attract new business. At the end of the day, you have to know your your buyer. You have to know your customer. In this case, you have to know your employees. You have to know the things that maybe would interest them. So I'm I'm really glad you you touched on that point. How's business been? What kind of like what are you hearing? Are are people responding well to this? Are they, you know, what what are you seeing from that standpoint? They are. We, you know, disco is a new concept from the sense that people are used to doing this in a hands-on way and always, you know, having a lot of questions and talking to people up front. So I think the biggest learning and, you know, kind of behavior shift that we're encouraging is that kind of self-shopping. And it's like, hey, it's okay to make this, it's okay that this is easier, you know? So I think people are like, oh, wait, I can actually do this on here. So especially in the beginning, we had a lot of live chats and people were like, hey, how do I book this? And so I, I said, you know, you just pick your date and do the book now button. So we're seeing a lot more people actually going in there, self-serving, booking. And then of course, you know, you can still ask questions. So the the bookings have really picked up. We were, we're seeing a lot more recurring bookings, which is a great sign. That's a huge kind of metric for me is who's booking, but then coming back. And then something that we've been exploring lately is the way that we present the content to these corporate teams. So we've been playing around with, you know, surfacing 
things in categories for those specific companies. So once we learn what your company is kind of planning and the types of events, so say it's a monthly happy hour in the office, a dinner for between 15 and 25 people, we're actually kind of personalizing that disco experience for these companies. And the response has been amazing because they can just get in and just immediately drill down into the categories that they're looking for. So I think that, you know, starting the company has been, it's not that we're constantly pivoting, but it really is listening and making those adjustments. And we're really building on the fly to what people are actually using and needing. Very cool. Manufacturing any space in any industry right now, and something we've learned coming out of COVID and just the market in general is like, Finding people to do the work and then hiring those people and keeping those people is a major challenge. So I think I think there's such an important place for for the type of work you're doing here. What one thing I know I mentioned, I, I believe it was in in part of the bio, but kind of that passion about connecting to local businesses. Can you talk a little bit about that? Like your desire there and just kind of where that came from? Yeah. I mean, small businesses, especially restaurants and retail shops are the heartbeat of our communities. I firmly believe that. I think that, you know, a well-functioning community, it looks like supporting those people. They're employing the, you know, creative folks of our community. They're, again, just just bringing those opportunities for us to connect to us. So I'm all about supporting the people that have taken the leap and done that because I've seen how difficult it is and how passionate these people are. So after being in the trenches with them, I've seen how hard it is to wear a thousand hats. And, you know, they're really, you know, trying to operate the business. And there's really not always someone that's able to think on their behalf around bringing the groups in. And a lot of times it kind of becomes an afterthought, right? It's like, oh, so-and-so called and they, they actually have 20 people. And it's like, how can we take that opportunity and, you know, package it up in a way that you can repeat that over and over again in a way that's both lucrative and brings all these new people in the door. So I forget the actual statistic, but I want to say it's like 70% of people that come to events at restaurants and businesses are new people that are getting exposed to the business for the first time. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So that was, that's a, a cool thing that I like to throw out because it's like, Hey, when you welcome these people in your door, you're actually giving the person planning an opportunity to introduce all these new people. So all in all, it's like, I love the people. I think that some of my best relationships are with these business owners and I just, I love seeing them thrive. I I love that message, especially for our audience, because it's an audience that I think that will resonate a lot with much of our audience listening makes up kind of American manufacturing. And while that's not like literal, like, local business in the sense of in the same city and town, like we're talking within the confines of the United States, it's still a message that I think is really important and something that we can all get behind is like trying to support our local and whatever local might look like, whether that is actually at a national level, because we're talking about a global manufacturing kind of economy, or that's the city we're in. I, I think that's just a, I think it's always good to try to support your neighbors, so to speak. So oh, absolutely love, love that side of it. What kind of art have you gotten to the point and, and it may, might be too early in the journey, maybe not, I don't know, but like, are you getting to the point where you're hearing results? You know, it was like some of these people are booking twice and is there any data that's coming out of it? Is there any measurement? Is there any 
have you started to explore like what the effect is on some of these businesses or is that is that kind of like 2.0 or or in the future i guess yeah that's that is definitely a hot topic for the company we are experimenting with the pre and post surveys on the company in a you know very simplistic way but we just had the results of a of a recent team building we are measuring their nps uh, the overall experience rating but one of our key metrics right now for team building is the peer to peer relationships and the result was we asked what was the impact of this team building experience that you did on your peer to peer relationships and the rating was 9.1 out of 10 as an average and now is like oh this is fantastic that's amazing and so, yeah yeah and it it was it was a great way to go back to that team and say hey like let's you know rinse and repeat like let's if it's really having this impact let's do this once a month so yeah again going back to measuring the relationships with peers and not just the relationship with the employee and the company i think is important and that obviously that weighs into loyalty if people have a good relationship with their peers so we're really trying to measure a lot more around that and showing how we move the needle with the employee satisfaction. So that metric and then, you know, general repeat bookings. And I talk to the customers every day. And I think the coolest thing about the company is that I, if someone's like, Hey, you know what, this would be really helpful. If you had X, Y, Z, this would save me hours of time. A lot of times we can actually build that into the roadmap. So I just love having those just genuine conversations. Yeah. The pains of employee turnover and the costs of employee turnover. And and I work in a business-to-business professional service-based business. We have done a fairly good job of, of curbing that. But when it happens, it hurts so bad. Our clients, I mean, they might hire five people. And by the end of the month, after 30 days, one person's left. And that's how that's how much turnover happens in this space. Because I mean, these are these are tough jobs, many of them. I think, you know, there's opportunity in this space to try to do some of like the things that you're talking about and see those. I would I would love to see a company that's been been working with a company like Disco or or like just maybe they're doing this stuff themselves. That that's great too. But if they really put a lot of effort into kind of this employee experience, like maybe it's quarterly, maybe it's maybe it's monthly, maybe I, I don't know. It, it looks different. Again, every business is different. But I would love to see what those numbers look like after a year to two years of really focusing on this type of employee experience. I, I can only imagine those numbers would get so much better. Yeah, I agree. And we're we're kind of also going beyond the team building, and we're helping people think about. How do you do so a lot of companies have quarterly planning a lot of companies you know are have an entire client engagement piece of it and so we're also helping with that like for you know your internal executive teams where hey instead of your quarterly planning you know sitting in the same conference room all day and getting you know stale bagels why don't we rethink this and think about how we make a day out of it how we change up our environment because when we change that environment, we move ourselves to a creative space, we have an opportunity to think more creatively and kind of put ourselves in a different environment. So we're also helping you know companies rethink that those things. But something that you said too earlier, I, I just thought of this story and I think it's such a good story to think about like something that also drove this for me. So I was working at a corporate company. This was the last company before I, I started Disco. 
And it was just a small interaction that was very impactful. I went to my manager and I was like, Hey, the gals want to get together. It was, a, it was a team of all women, but we, and we were like, Hey, there was eight of us. I'm like, we, we want to do something for the holidays, Christmas together. Like, Hey, maybe we just do a lunch and bowling. You know, I took this idea and I'm talking, maybe it was like a couple hundred bucks. And this is when I'm, I'm walking up and I have a PO he's about to sign for a partner for $40,000, like in the same conversation that he's, and he goes, no, you know, I don't think that I'm gonna, he goes, you know what? I I don't think that I'm going to be able to swing that. It's just not like, that'd be a whole thing for me to go get approval. So if you guys want to go do something on your own and then in the same breath, he goes, yeah, he goes, it's $40,000. Of course, just push the PO through. I don't have to approve that. And it's like, how does that look to the, how does that look to me, the employee, in the same sentence that you're saying $40,000 means nothing to this company, but that $200 maybe that we're going to spend on taking you to lunch to celebrate the holidays that you're clearly desiring, that's too much. That's such a good What's example. on here, you know? Yeah. And I mean, God, it's like, again, the cost of, A, it's the right thing to do. Like, I, I, I feel like I say this all the time. A, it's the right thing to do. But B, it's like the smart dis- business decision. Like you have to spend right. money to make money. You the, you have to keep people engaged. You have to keep them excited to come into work. I mean, let's face it. If we all like, I love what I do. Absolutely love what I do. But I mean, we all, if if work wasn't here, it'd be like, yeah, of course we like work is a necessary evil of all of our lives. So we might yeah. as well try to make that as great as we possibly can. I know myself and multiple friends of mine. I mean, we genuinely followed each other to our different workplaces. And it's like my relationship with them definitely swayed and influenced how long I stayed. And I know it was the same for them. It's like, if you can help build that culture within and empower people to have good relationships with each other, they want to stay because they, you're going to miss that. I mean, you spend a lot of time with these people. So I mean, it really does matter. Well, and and I think like most things, the the market will dictate, right? The good employees and the the companies that are going to do well, they're going to be the ones that are putting money into things like this. In in my opinion, the ones that are going to struggle are going to be the ones that that say, "Ah, oh, yeah, I can't, I can't." It's going to take too much approval, but you know, let's go spend a like, yeah, I'll sign the forty thousand dollar PO. Like those are the companies that are going to struggle, and and the good talent, and the companies that are going to have a high retention rate you know, low turnover, high tenure, they're going to be the ones that are willing to to spend a little money to make a lot of money. Yeah. Okay. So I need to give you a chance to brag a bit because I know you've gotten like some pretty cool recognition on this. There's maybe been some grants you've won. Talk a little bit about how I guess the the market has has received this and just the the community in general, I guess. That's been the coolest part of this is really being able to get ingrained in the community. So we've been alive about a year. So this was last year, and we pitched Arch Grants, which anybody that's not familiar with Arch Grants, it's kind of the premier startup competition in St. Louis. It's a $75,000 equity free grant. I think there was a little bit over 600 applicants last year. 22 of us got it, and I was one of them. So I'm extremely thanks. I'm extremely thankful for that. It was, you know, a lengthy process, but that that experience in and of itself, and getting ingrained in that community, has been so great for the company because it's brought access to 
amazing advisors. Of course, the money is great, but it's really about getting connected and talking to people that have done this, that have scaled companies, that have really done a great job with their customers. So that's been a really big part for me. Another thing that's stemmed out of that is I was just announced as the first Kranzberg Arts Foundation Entrepreneur in Residence. I'm really excited about that. It's it's really geared towards companies that kind of bridge the creative artistic space and the tech space. And I definitely think that I would consider our company one of those. So I'll be helping to kind of bring the tech community together with the the arts community and and see how we can kind of engage each other's resources, but of course, utilizing the Kranzberg spaces on Disco and, and for events. So yeah, community is a huge part of this. And, you know, I met you just, you know, through an introduction in a similar fashion. So that's been pretty powerful. Well, meeting me was not powerful, but I, I, I yeah. see <laughs> like, let's be honest. Yes. yes. I know we have close to 2 million listeners out there in this podcast, but I'm kidding, obviously. No, I, I think I always think about this, like the coolest business ideas are the ones that come from something that's just kind of broken. There's a better way to do it. And being someone who has had to plan events for my for our company, that is not there. There are people that are way better suited to do that. And there was definitely a need for this in. I mean, there's a need for it in just the consumer space, but like, hey, I want to get get a group of friends together, but planning stuff's a huge pain. But from a business standpoint, like to me, it's just a massively, it's just a great resource to have and to know that is out there. Are you local only? Are you doing any, na- like, are you, can you do national work? Let's say somebody's listening in Phoenix. Can you do a project for those, like those guys or no? Is it only St. Louis at this point? Yes. And we're, so we're in pilot mode with that. We have a little bit different go-to-market strategy with different cities. So Kansas city is actually live, but we're, we're taking, you know, definitely more of the corporate driven approach Whereas in St. Louis, you know, you can go on the marketplace right now and see 160 things to book on demand. It's a little bit more of a targeted approach in other cities, but yes, that's, that's a goal of ours. We've had quite a few people ask us about Austin because, you know, Shockingly, the there's a lot of St. Louis companies that also have Austin offices. So we're working on that. But yeah, we can definitely help in other cities. I realized like we kind of just brushed over the actual tool. This <laughs> is a, a web. No, I mean, I, I didn't ask anything around it. This is a web-based tool, correct? Yes. Talk a little bit about just the booking experience. So in a nutshell, you can hop on discostl.com and see you're presented with, again, over 160 options. You can search filter by the type of event that you're hosting. You see real-time pricing, availability, high-quality imagery, reviews, everything that you really need to make that decision to book and select your date, time, and actually book right then and there on demand. So that's Disco. And then I, I briefly touched on the corporate portal already. But if you're a corporate company planning with us, you can actually have it your own customized, personalized experience where you, then you see multiple people can book from the same URL. And then we can put specific recommendations to your business in there. So we ultimately want to build relationships with the people that book frequently. So you could actually come on, you could book a baby shower or like a birthday party. We just had a friend's night out. We do a lot of those. And then you could turn around and book something for your team. I think that's really cool because people plan for their personal lives. They also plan for their professional lives. So we have a lot of that where it's like someone just planned a birthday party for her husband. And then she turned around and she 
coaches volley- high school volleyball, and she just did a team building day at Brookdale Farms three That's cool. years ago. You do not need to get into the exact costs or anything like that. But like, I think a lot of times as business owners, or is it's someone, the business perspective, I should say, not even business owners, but whoever is in charge, like they might think, well, you know, I could plan this myself. I could save us some money. I could, but, but then you start to think like, I'm sure you have relationships with, with different vendors. I'm sure there are probably connections. I, I don't want to say price breaks, but there are just certain things. There are definitely efficiencies. The person who is representing the manufacturing company that might be booking something like that, like their time costs money. So like it's in a lot of ways, like it's not a massive cost really. Like it's honestly, you can use then that time to go focus on something else you need to focus on and let, let disco kind of take care of all the details, which I think is, is massive. We say that it's an average of four hours. That's actually another metric that we're trying to solidify a little bit, but the the time saved is about four hours of time that you save planning through us. When you think about the discovery through execution and kind of closing out the event process, and you're getting a better experience. Like that that's just I, I unless there's someone who works in event planning that also works in HR or, or wherever this is at a company, like you're gonna get a better experience. It's it's like I can try to fix our iPhones at, at Gorilla whenever they go down or like our computers or whatever, but A, I'm not good at it. I'm terrible. And I know that there's someone that is much better at this that could fix it much what like way faster. So I, right. I you like, have to let the experts do their work. Right. Yeah. You have to pick and choose. And again, we have, we have partnerships and agreements with these businesses. There's actually, yeah, I wish I had a percentage, but a lot of these companies that now these experiences are exclusive to disco. So okay. that's been something that's really, that's really it started cool. off where it's like, Hey, throw the thing that you're doing on here. But once you realize like, there's really not uh, at a lot of these places, like, the thing that's been formalized, it's like, oh, okay, this is the place that you do that. And so a lot of people are like, you know what? Like they'll tell people you act- we actually booked this through Disco. And that's been awesome because it's showing the power from the business vendor side. They'd rather just not deal with it because they know it's consistent every time when someone books through us. That's cool. Yeah. Very cool. Well, how can people get in contact with you if they have questions, learn more. I mean, obviously visit the website, but can you get, kind of give us all those details? Yes, discostl.com. And you can, again, filter by the type of event you're planning. You'll notice a live chat on the site that actually directly to me. So nice. if you're on there browsing and you have questions, just feel free to use the live chat. Of course, you can email us. If you, for anybody that wants uh, their own corporate page, um, right now you can just use the live chat to request that. Or once you book one event, if you're associated with a company, then we can create that for you. So anybody that's looking to get personalized categories, yeah, just reach out and I'll create that company page for you. So cool. Love what you're doing. It was such a, a fun intro whenever we kind of connected and, and I started learning. And and I love when I see stuff like this coming out of St. Louis that could like that is scaling nationally. I think we have a lot of creative people here sometimes. And I think some people just don't don't realize that. So I, I love seeing it. Thanks. Yeah. When I it, it's like surely somebody's doing this well, you know, whenever I set out and people are like, Yeah, this is a no-brainer. 
but I know why it hasn't been done well because I'm in the thick of it every day in the weeds and it is a sticky process to unravel. So it is, you know, where we're at right now is I think definitely not where we'll be in a couple of years, hopefully, you know, progress wise, but also as a product because we're listening, we're hearing, but we're, we're living the process so we can solve it in a way that works for everybody. And so when you get into the thick of it, you're like, yeah, it seems like a no brainer, but there is a reason why somebody hasn't done it well. So hoping to do it the best. Well, I've, I've met a lot of business owners in 17 years of running a marketing agency. And I can tell you that I have a sense that you're going to do just fine. I, I get the sense that you're someone who's very creative and very driven. And this is your baby. I'm excited to watch it go and, and see where you take it. So thanks so much for spending time with us today. Tell us more about Disco. It was great having you on the show. Thanks, John. And yeah, congrats to you and all your success. I love seeing your employees post on LinkedIn. I'm like, oh my gosh, they really must love working there. I, it, and it's I, completely I can... <laughs> unprompted. Like it is truly unprompted. Yeah, we've got, we're, we're very awesome. lucky. We've got a good crew, but honestly, it's because we have taken things like the employee experience very seriously. It's been one of the best decisions we've made. And I think we're, we're seeing the positive, the, the benefits of that essentially. Yeah, it shows. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. And to our listeners, thanks for tuning in. I'll catch you on the next episode of The Manufacturing Employer. You've been listening to The Manufacturing Employer podcast. To ensure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you'd like to learn more about our approach to industrial marketing and the role that company culture has in moving manufacturing forward, visit Gorilla76.com.